It's C L A U S S E N, like the pickle, <laughs> <laughs> and with no relation. <laughs> no Is really. it? Are you just as crunchy? Way crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Drop the Dis. This week, we speak to a local legend who's an entrepreneur in the fields of event planning, restaurants, and even more. And we talk to him about his highs, his lows, and his inspiration along the way. Went to a show with some of our fraternity brothers and some of the people that I was sober with. And at that time, I realized like that was the most fun I ever had. And so that's how I got into saying, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to bring this happiness that I had that night um, to, to other people. You may have heard of Friends with Benefits. You guys are the college music yeah. group. Well, really? Well, college music, it seems like I listen to a little bit of everything. Like, yes, do I love Drake? Do I love Future? Do I love Lucy <laughs> Vert? You yeah. Know, do, you know, like, you know, do I love St. John? Like, these are my, I mean, I have these tattoos on my wrist. Like, these are, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I'm a whiting gal, though. So, <laughs> but, you know, like, this is, you know, but at the same time, with each genre of music comes their own issues. The accidental story of Southbound Smokehouse. Brian says, come down to Crumps. Uh, Central, and I'm like, for what? You know, Crumb Run's our boy, especially Brian. Like, you know, they all grew up together. And I go down there, and he's ripped out this bar, like, completely. And he's like, dude, we're about to open a restaurant. And I'm like, yeah, I thought we were buying a venue. This week, you're going to hear an incredible story from an incredible guest, George Clausen, as he talks to us in Augusta Podcast Studio. This is life, you know, like, you're going to have your ups and downs, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm addicted to the chaos. You're listening to the Drop the Disc Podcast. So uh, this episode is presented by our presenting sponsor for the year 2020. It is Nancy Powell. She is the broker, real estate broker for Powell & Associates. Uh, you know, Nancy's a great realtor. Audrey and I had her, David's had her. Right. And, uh, David's working on possibly more properties. Fingers crossed. And, uh, Audrey and I are super happy with the home that we had, but we had it because Nancy fought for it for us. Um, if you want someone that's in your ring, that's going to educate you, that's going to tell you what the process of buying a home is like. Nancy is your girl. Get a free consultation. Learn a little bit. Yep. She's got Instagram, Facebook. She actually wants you to DM her on Instagram. Right. Uh, at Downtown Augusta Broker. Um, you can also email her at nancypowell1977 at gmail.com. Hey, guys. I'm Chris. Hey, guys. I'm David. And we are Drop the Disc Podcast. We're super excited to tell you about our guest today. That's right, and and we're sitting here today with George Clausen. Wait, the George Clausen. <laughs> we only made it thirty seconds yeah. before that started. <laughs> if, if I could catch a flight over to uh, Europe, I would be Sir George Clausen. So oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so so George, Sir George, right, right, Clausen. This is great. So George, tell us about what you're doing in Augusta uh, right now. I mean, you know, um, since COVID, I've been, you know, of course trying to think about what, what I want to do and, you know, all that. But what I'm doing currently is um, on Southbound 1 and uh, Southbound 2 or Southbound Central, Southbound Riverside, and 
working on a uh, a new restaurant concept um, that you'll hear about soon. It's okay. uh, a basically a, a tapas craft cocktail and raw bar. So that'll be uh, sounds like a millennial rest. Are you a millennial, George? Technically, okay, that's all we needed. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're. That's good. You're close I enough. I am. I am. Okay. I'm, I think I'm on like on the year. I'm yeah. Four. I don't know like the actual <laughs> YouTube years. And so you're also involved in in entertainment. Is yeah. That right? So I own like the Country Club Bar and Saloon, but I've done a lot of shows and do a lot of concerts in Augusta and around Augusta. From you know, a second home of mine is is Charleston, South Carolina, and okay. um, if semi. My family's had a house there uh, my whole life um, until recent. But uh, so done a lot there and, and lived there for, uh, you know, about four years before I came back to Augusta. Yeah. Okay. So so let's talk about that. Let's yeah. let's take it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Are you originally from Augusta? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. I went to, I went to a lot of middle schools. Tell <laughs> us all about them. <laughs> and tell us why you had to move to new schools. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't I, think it was, I think at the time they like blamed it on ADHD. Yeah, if there's like oh, a okay. sealed yeah, record yeah. involved. But, but I think just... he was complete illiteracy. <laughs> 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 no, but so, uh, yeah, I did. I, uh, you know, uh, born and raised here, um, you know, of course, um, right off uh, Walton Way on Huxley Drive. And... Uh, I went to school at EDS. I even went to school at the, the Augusta School, which used to be in the bottom of the Bonaire, which mm. a lot of people <laughs> don't even know that was even, I don't know, it was safe with all the asbestos and shit, wasn't there? <laughs> uh, sorry, stuff. Uh, it's too late. So, uh, yeah, too late. Uh, we'll go back and edit that. But so, uh, so uh, you know, I went to um, Augusta Christian. I went to um, uh, Riverside Military Academy. Um, also, I got... Uh, Asheville, um, Asheville School in Asheville. So the wow. Asheville School in Asheville. Yeah. <laughs> so where where did you graduate high school? I graduated high school from Richmond Academy. And okay. Love and love Richmond Academy and um, what they've done and the history behind that that school. I mean, I think it's literally uh, it might be like like seven thousand like, years old. I mean, literally, it's like. <laughs> 1726 or something yeah. like that, like yeah. before the Declaration. It's like there was nobody <laughs> in America. <laughs> but like George Washington went here when he was three. <laughs> you know, like, it's like the oldest public, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's a great school and they had the International Baccalaureate program there. Right. right. And actually my year was the first year um, of the IB program, which okay. I, which I was not in. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I was like, yeah, I was a uh, Richmond Academy started the IB program. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And then I don't even elaborate on that. The sentence ends there. Like, yeah, exactly. So, like, I so smart. So you graduated in what year? Yeah, I graduated in two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay. Yeah. At I, ARC. From from ARC and went to uh, West Georgia for a little while and and then you know of course. Got uh, in my fear tr- f- uh, trouble a lot, <laughs> and so, it happens. Yeah. So answer but this. This is another level happening. But so yeah. so you went to ARC. I yeah. went to ARC for a couple of years. Yeah. Um. And and then you went to West Georgia. At the time, were you thinking to yourself like, okay, so I'm gonna be this tycoon and open up a bunch of restaurants and bars? No, not at all. Actually, specifically like, in Augusta. Specifically in Dude, Augusta. Like, there's like even you know, as we're talking, we'll I'll get into a little bit more of, of where, who, and what I am. But <laughs> and what? They, yeah, yeah, what <laughs> I am. So basically, I went to school and high school was, you know, m- my parents kind of 
you know, I, I did live a, a privileged life, et cetera, and kind of did whatever I wanted and got heavily involved in drugs, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then into college as well, which, you know, I never finished college. Um, okay. But, you know, for me, how I got into the, even the music industry was that, you know, I was uh, a social chair, et cetera, for the fraternity I was in. And so, you know, from there, you know, I got into, uh, uh, you know, kind of re- really realizing that, you know, I didn't have to do drugs or to drink, et cetera, to uh, have fun. You know, I went to a right. concert when I was, you know, gone away, as my dad says, vacation, when I was off in a treatment center when I was like 18. Okay. And, uh, you know, and went to a show with some of my fraternity brothers and some of the people that I was sober with. And at that time, I realized, like, that was the most fun I ever had. And so that's how I got into saying, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to okay. bring this happiness that I had that night um, to, to other people, whether that's people that can handle using or doing whatever they want or people that can't. You don't have to, to be messed up to enjoy Right. So music. are, you, are yeah. you sober to this day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, we've never had anyone on, I don't think, with that kind of element in their story. Yeah. Is there anything that you kind of gained from that or, or took from that that you still apply today? I don't. I, I I think that it's a very my, personal question. No, 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 I, dude. I'm super personal. Like, okay, okay. Me at all. Like I'll sit here all day. Like I've spoke, <laughs> I spoke at uh, Unicoi National Convention with like four thousand people. So wow. You know, so, like, so I, this I, is I'm nothing. Not, no, yeah. Well, okay. I'm just talking like it doesn't bother me talking about that type of stuff. But you know, I think what you learn is whatever whatever that is, whether you you drink or whether you're or a gambler or whether you're whatever that void is that you have that you're might have a problem with or over obsessive with, right. um, you know, you kind of learn that like, you know, what the boundaries are, you know, your triggers, you know, I was such a young age, you know, I was 18 years old. You know, do I think I could drink and stuff? Probably. But like, what is that worth? Right. You know, like, is it worth risking everything that I've accomplished, um, by picking up drinking again? No, you know, but I had to do that for the first time I got sober. You know, I had I had to go out there right. again and then realize that, you know, this is something that's greater than me and I don't like anything that is, you know, there's a big difference between a mood-altering and a mind-altering drug. Right. You know, and alcohol, you know, or any schedule, you know, narcotic is, mm-hmm. is something that, you know, uh, it impairs your decision. And um, once you've lost control, you know, I think you know that boundary, whatever that is. You know, and there's people that are, you know, rock star sober and, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but, you know, smoking dope, et cetera, which, you know, I think is a big difference between a mood-altering drug and a mind-altering drug. Once again, it's just each his own and you just have to know your own boundaries and yeah, and whatnot, but you learn from your mistakes. And for me, that's, that's kind of what I did and... and and from that and from constantly being in trouble from, you know, age of 14 to, you know, virtually 20, you know, it was, you know, what's it worth, you know? So it just, to each his own, people have to learn the hard way. I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, I kind of went from there and uh, decided that, 
this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be... And that's how you got to entertainment, right? So I got entertainment. Okay. So, you know, I was like, this is what I want to do. And at the time, you know, I had my connections, et cetera, from booking shows, et cetera, from our knowing band members. Coming up next, we dig into the inception of the event group Friends with Benefits. But first, I want to take a second to talk about our partnership with Savannah River Brewery. We don't do any episodes without them. Right. Uh, you may not know this, David, but I drank a Swamp Thing, and I also drank a Smash Attack. Ooh. And uh, it's delicious, and I'm loving it. And, and, you know, they've got some new stuff out right now. By the way, I think we have both already previewed their Oktoberfest, and it's bomb. And, and you guys are in for a freaking treat when that comes out. They got some cool stuff going on in the community. Got their yep. Friday dinners with the hive that they're doing right now. And, and you know, uh, just being involved in a business that's so big on working in the community is, is what it's all about for us. Absolutely. And let's get back to our conversation with George. So like, what was the, you know, let's just say professionally. So you, you can't get like an intern in event planning from what I, so no, how did you I, I start was heavily that? like involved, like indirectly at the Georgia theater in Athens, like, uh, Will Mack, or sorry, it's not Will Mack, uh, Will Mack Green, Will Mack's a guy from Athens, just in the future words, but Will Mack Green who owned the Georgia theater was, uh, you know, was a really nice guy to me. And, and when when was this? Give us an idea. The, right around that time of like 06. Okay. Um, you know, and I just, I saw that. Like, I remember doing, like, there was a show at Pastor Troy, and he went, like, <laughs> at the Georgia it. Theater. I love and that. And after that, like, he was at the house with us, like, partying, like, all night. I got to drive, like, this, like, F... 350 dually truck red you know like all this stuff <laughs> you know so like i you know i got to see that side and and people also put like promotion into this like oh my gosh it's so great you got to meet this or that person but like it's just as many perks as that does have it the cons outweigh the pros for sure you know? really yeah it's just it's just different you know like I got, I was on a, actually here at the Augusta Common. I don't want to jump forward, though. You're fine. Go no, for go it. Ahead, so, go ahead. Go for it. Like go ahead. Augusta Common, you know, the first XM live stream was right here. So we did the Major Rager from there. And yeah. um, I remember there was a, a phone call of, uh, of Ted Nugent that had called in. I don't know if I was on Austin show or if I was on the XM. I don't know. That was years ago. I was on some... Some show. Okay. Either that was either the XM. So that was either Austin Rhodes or Sirius XM? Or or I think. I don't know which one I was on. Okay. And they said that Ted Nugent was trying to call in. You know, this is Masters Week. This is a big deal. Right. You know, we put in like AT&T had like hardwired under Reynolds Street, you know, like an actual hardwire of, you know, uh, a connection so they could have complete, you know, with, you know, no interruptions, et cetera. You know, we weren't dealing with Wi-Fi signals. This had to be... You know, that. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, I got a call in and it was, um, I didn't believe it was Ted Nugent. And so, you know, of course, we get through whatever we were talking about and um, 
person was still on the line. So I was like, I, you know, I got to at least, you know, give this a shot. Right. This actually happened. And give so, the prank caller his yeah, time in exactly, the spotlight. Exactly. You know, we were off air at this point. <laughs> and, um, you know, answered it, and, and it really was Ted Nugent, and he was here for, for Masters. And uh, I was like, dude, I feel like such an ass, you know. Can I leave you tickets to the show? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He never ended up coming, but he gave, <laughs> he gave me the, the best advice uh-huh. that I ever had. And I asked him, I said, is there anything you can share with me? And he goes, George, you will make more money than you have ever seen in one day. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. And he was like, you will lose more money than you've ever seen in one day. <laughs> and it's the truth. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. It's like you can do 10 shows and make money and lose on one and lose for 15 shows. Mm. And I've done that, you know, whether yeah. that's... Uh, as Zach Brown or Keith Urban or you know like so so let's you, let's back yeah. up a little bit because we've started yeah. to hit some big names yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah so let's go back to 2006 yeah, you've sure. just taken your event planning internship sure, sure. that doesn't right. exist yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't exist yeah. so how does that like how does that grow into what you're doing now I'm trying to remember how it went oh so basically this is this is what happened so there was a friend of mine up in Charleston that had a New Year's Eve party and it was the biggest thing ever. He made so much money. It was $100 a ticket. This had to be 12 years ago, or 11 years ago. And uh, so I think the Friends of Benefits started about 10 years ago. So he made all this money, you know, and everybody on earth wanted to be in Charleston, New Year's, et cetera. And uh, I said, you know, we started talking, and I said, you know, well, we were, you know, of course, betting people kind of at the time. And right. I said, I, I can make more money than you can. Oh. Off a master's event versus your New Year's event in Charleston. And he said, okay. So we rented out the Julian Smith Casino. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> naturally. It was, it was 600 people. We had $100 a ticket. And um, we had booked uh, Moon Taxi. Oh, and wow. A lot because of, and, and they were huge then in the college scene. And huge fan then and still am now. Huge. They're very, very, very close to them. And they, uh, Dawson Morris, who's from Augusta, who was in Dead Confederate, Hardy Morris's brother, is a very successful solo actor, I mean, solo artist. Um, and Dawson manages many bands. And uh, so it just kind of worked out. Moon Taxi plays Julian Smith Casino right there off of Broad and Washington Road. Right. And um, we made you know, a bunch of money, and <laughs> uh, my buddy of mine, Charlie, uh, who owns Loop Recruiting, actually, um, okay, right, cool. right there, that really cool new yeah, 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 yeah. Also a good person to talk to. If you already yeah, know, okay. We'd love to. Um, you know, did uh, probably the best renovation outside tax layer in this downtown. But, you know, he he said, you know, why don't we donate this to money, you know, to charity? He'd gone to this quail party up in Charlotte during Quill Hollow event, and these kids did this big party and donated all of it to charity. So that's what we decided to do. Um, it was a, f- a good family friend of ours was her name William Weston, and uh, he indirectly was friends with Tito from Tito's Vodka. No way. And lived with him in Austin and created Which, art. by the way, like 10 years ago, Tito's was, nothing. was nothing. like was just nothing. starting, Literally right? nothing. They would give us pickup trucks full of freaking Tito's. And still to this day, the they anything, probably still do. Anything that we ever ask of that company, you know, we've become close to, very close to, very to uh, alcohol company, Sweetwater and, okay. and Tito's. But Tito's was definitely first. 
And so, you know, so William, uh, Will Weston was friends with Tito and we developed this connection from them then. So you guys are the reason Tito's is so big. Right? Right? Tito's is big here. You know what I say it was? I say it was that little... That little piece of you know piece of paper that went around it it showed their oh, rating yeah? their rating above <laughs> every other it was just uh, geni- their genius marketing they, what they yeah. did yeah. what they did versus any other company is they invested in events and every event in this country they dumped money in it and that is why Tito's not only is it the great product they've literally replaced the name of vodka do you say vodka or no you, you say, say Tito's you say Tito's and soda you know yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yep. so like they've literally done that because they are geniuses in marketing. Right. So, you know, that developed and then we started um we started going from there and you know, that was very successful. The next year we had like Red Bull involved and had Lexi Thomas and and uh, Webb Simpson and Ricky Fowler wow. play a skee ball tournament. And this hit, is so hitting, people don't know these are like casino. these are like huge golfers. Oh yeah, yeah. and like Ricky huge. Fowler had to have been what fifteen at the time. Like yeah, he was a little bit older. He sent me a crate <laughs> of Red Bull, and he, I think I had like a semi stroke. He had he <laughs> a probably crate, a crate. Did he bring his uh, his motocross bike? Was he wearing only orange? He was wearing only orange. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Uh, uh, we also had the Contrical Blade on a couple years later. Ended up hanging out. Now, how many years is this? missed the cut. How many years is this before friends with benefits? So it, that so like pretty much, and I hate jumping around. I'm, I, I'm natural all over the place, but uh, so you know, it was the next year I had called my cousin Clayton. My so we're sister. talking like 27, no, 2007, this was, 2008. No, 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 no. This was like uh, 12. Okay, 2012. And I said, look, okay. I want to create this as a nonprofit. This is what I want to do, and I want to do these events for charity. Um, I think do you have we, a specific charity you benefit? We started to at one point, and then we realized that we were like, we were really involved with Ronald McDonald House. Mm. And then it was, why aren't you getting involved with Kids Restart? Why aren't you okay. doing Turn Back yep. the Block? Yep. You know, and then we did a lot for Turn Back the Block and a lot for Press On, which are Turn Back the Block is my godfather, Clay Borbins, yep. you know, charity for the revitalization of Harrisburg. You know, and then of course, you know, Turner, Simpkins, and Tara, who are just, the best human beings on earth and, you know, dealing with their uh, child with pediatric cancer, uh, Brennan Simpkins and, and him overcoming that and St. Jude. And so that was, that it's probably been, those are two probably the charities we focused on the most. Okay. You know, it's hard to choose. And two, it's also hard to, you know, when you sit around and, and you want to donate money to charity, but you lose you know, 60 grand on a show, mm. you know, you just don't like the world of promotion. Yeah. You know, there's no rhyme or reason why one day works and the next one doesn't like, mm-hmm. yeah. you just like, sometimes it hits, sometimes it's not. I mean, you're literally playing roulette. Like yeah. it's the way it is. Yeah. You know, and there's been sometimes where we've been able to give an ungodly amount of money. And there's sometimes where we are wondering how the hell we're going to pull off this next show. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know, it's just, it's just the way that is. And I think people get that, you know, yeah. twisted. That's fine. Uh, when we come back, we talk to George about how event planning turned into an ownership stake in Southbound Smokehouse, created the major rager and has led George to become an extremely successful entrepreneur. You're listening to the Drop the Disc podcast at Augusta Podcast Studio. So uh, 
have you ever seen that little red book? Um, maybe it's in a restaurant or it's in a boutique downtown. Uh, you might even find it in Evans, Georgia. You might a, even find it in Augusta podcast studio, Chris. Oh, you definitely will find one here because we have an incredible partnership with the little guide of Augusta, uh, local to the city. Uh, we've had Stuart Rayburn on the show to talk about it. If you want to know more about them in detail, please listen to that episode. It's so great. good. Great. Stuart Rayburn is a bro. Right. And, uh, anyways, it, it's a little, little book that has all these, um, different stores, shops, restaurants, boutiques, um, all throughout the city of Augusta and they're all local. And it's, it's just really cool to be able to flip through that and see what the city of Augusta offers. And by the way, speaking of what the city of Augusta offers, uh, it's actually interesting. You bring that up because the little guide has started to offer videos and drone footage. And I referred them to somebody and the review that I got is that they are incredible and extremely professional. And so, you know, not only can you get this single resource to learn about all these local businesses, but if you need video work, call the little guy. Right. And if you do have a business in the city of Augusta, oh yeah, check out you have the little to. guy. Just reach out to them. I'm sure you can DM them as well. Put your business in the little guide to Augusta. It was super easy for us to do it. In fact, they set up a time. They brought their own photographer over here to our studio, took really good pictures of us, and it was super easy. It's so easy. And uh, so anyways, if you want to learn more about them, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. And little guide, thelittleguide.com. Yes, thelittleguide.com. We're in 2012 right now. Yep. And you're kind of, you're like, hey, this is what I want to do. We're going to work with charities. We're going to do events. Yeah, we're going to do events. So and talk to us of how just doing events, talk to us how that turned into what you're doing with Southbound specifically. And then also, we haven't even touched really on the Masters event that you guys do yeah, every that's, that's year. Yeah, that's basically how that started. So that was Birdies and Bogies. There's okay. events 11 and 12 that happened. Okay. That was in Birdies and Bogies. And the first year was just a DJ and a Motown band. The second year was Moon Taxi. And then at that point... I saw there was a need in Augusta for something to happen Masters Week. And did you guys run into any issues with, I mean, so there's Rock for Doe with Joe Stevenson. Yeah. You yeah. know, is, is, have you guys run into issues or how has no, that community they, embraced you guys? Dude, Joe and Emily, they taught me everything I knew. Okay. And then at some point. They seem we, to be like that. We, we, out, love that. we, we outgrew them as, no offense, like yeah. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Right. But at some point we took it to another level. Okay. And, and we decided to do things with other people and whatnot, but I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for Joe and Emily, and I'll never discredit them for that. Yeah. Um, you know, and they do successful stuff, and they do great stuff, and we do great stuff, you know, just because, <laughs> just because you know, we're not like, you know, brother and sister as we might have used to have been, you know, life goes on, you know? Yeah, and, you, well, know, you have to have your own identity. Well, your relationships as you were... Years ago, you're just developing different things, right. you know? Like, it's just what it is. You know, I respect them immensely. They've done and created, you know, great things in this town and, and same with Coco Rubio. And yep. yeah. he's a huge mentor of mine. And as we bought Sky City, as I started doing shows, as we're going into that in 2013, getting involved, I learned okay. from there that there could be something else. Okay. Like, you know, that Augusta needed something for the younger crowd. Right. Not saying that Darius Rucker or Goo Goo Doll or anything they right, did right, right, didn't right. want that, but like 
there's this younger demographic. That's when you home. see that's a lot of families. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, there's a younger demographic that brings their kids, all their friends home from college, and, like, they're going to Surrey Tavern, and they're doing all this stuff, and it's like, dude, let's throw a, let's throw a freaking <laughs> <laughs> party and do it. So Moon Taxi had played... The next night, they're going to two nights in the Georgia Theater. Humphreys McGee had played there three nights before then. So I run in, go upstairs, and uh, Humphreys was staying to see Moon Taxi because uh, they were talking about doing you know them as support on a tour. So they stayed, They had a night off. They stayed. So I meet Ryan Stasek, who's basically the face of Humphreys McGee, a dear friend of mine now, and... Um, a lot of the reason of where I got where I got was because of him and his manager, who's also a partner of mine now. But he said, uh, we went to Georgia Theater, you know, so that would have been Thursday. This was Saturday night of Masters Week. We go to Masters. We get someone to drive us up to Athens to see Moon Taxi play, you know, the second night of the Georgia Theater. Um, and Humphreys is there. And, you know, not that I was, like, some huge Humphreys fan. Right. Um, you know, I've now become that, but it took me many years. No offense, guys. <laughs> many years. You know, respected as artists, they are the... If you're listening to this yeah, show, I love you. The, believe me, they will. <laughs> some of them, one of them will. But, you know, as respected artists, they are the most textbook definition of a band went to Notre Dame, masters in their craft. Wow. You know, That's the cool. Webster, That's really cool. Webster Dictionary of... You know, they... They rip. study... They're majored in band. Major. Major. <laughs> On another level. There I is no that. band. There's no band as tight as them. Major. Okay. Major. So, uh, exactly. Major, major. <laughs> so, you know, which, you know, they helped come up with that name, their manager Vince. So, uh, that night I get up and Ryan Stasek is, you know, the cool kid of the band. <laughs> and he really is. Hottest <laughs> hottest wife, coolest wife. You know, has everything. You know, like this guy. You I know, only hope he's the one this, that listens this, to the well, show. I'll get into that with him, too. I've had him play golf with Kid Rock at the Guest <laughs> National. Wow. Know, like, but, you know, he's like, you know, he's just been like the most popular kid in school. Yeah. You know? right. He's been the Zach Morris this whole fucking life. Sorry, freaking freaking. You know, but he's just, he's been that Zach Morris his whole life so you know uh so we go up and we're sitting on the rooftop you know and, and at this time the georgia theater had just uh you know had the renovation for it burning down right okay a couple years prior to then this might have been two years later um and i have my own demons with athens so it only it takes me a lot to go back there so uh but uh you know i wanted to see this so we're sitting up the upstairs and you know uh dawson Morris, uh, Moon Taxi's manager, who's from Augusta, introduced me to Ryan Stasek of Humphreys. And, you know, I was like, look, man, we had this great party in Augusta for Masters Week. And uh, little do people know that these artists, whether they've never played golf before in their life or not, as they become a bigger band, it's the one thing that every city has. Mm -hmm. They can either drink or they can pick up a hobby. And so a lot of bands, you know, or party or whatever, a lot of bands pick up golf as they get bigger. Like, yeah. like most all of them. Yeah. And so Umphreys had become that. So okay. he's like, why don't we get to play the Masters? Why, why can't we play, or sorry, not play the Masters, sorry. Play the Nationals. Play, you know, why can't we play Major Rager? You know, why uh, can't we play during okay, Masters okay. Week? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. can't we play during Masters okay. Week? Gotcha. And I said, actually, I sent 
a ridiculous offer, which I won't name, to to your agent, you know, and and he turned it down. I wish y'all could have seen the air quotes. uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was four air quotes that big an offer more money than they were getting at that time about twenty thousand more dollars than they were getting at that time so you know so i tell him this that i sent this to that so immediately this is like one o'clock in the morning ryan picks up the phone wakes up his manager vince and's like why did this not get brought up to us as a man so next thing you know a couple of days later I get a call from their manager Vince, and it's like, "Look, you know that wasn't cool. We're playing ma- We're playing the mass. You know during during Masters Week, right? <laughs> during Masters <laughs> In air Week, quotes. yeah, exactly. I've gotten more cease and assist than you can count. You know the manager Vince. You know who also manages Yonder Mountain String Band and 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 every other. You know he is the most respected, most straight laced." In the most crooked industry there is. Yeah. Um, but you and, still well, went behind his back? Yeah, exactly. Well I, didn't, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't talk to him. I talked to the agent. No, who, yeah, yeah. Put it this way. The agent and this guy, Aaron Pincus. Pincus, if you're hearing this, I still love you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's literally, his picture is with Ari Gold. You know, like Jeremy Piven from, 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 from Entourage. Heard. So, like, I mean, he literally reps every Paradigm wow. Agency. Paradigm Agency, which is like, the biggest agency, you know, up there with, you know, right. probably top two. And he has his own office. They have three offices in Nashville and, and, uh, and Sacramento and, and then one in, uh, Austin, Texas, which there's only one agent there. And that's Aaron Pincus. So, you know, I guess if you're hearing this, Chris you, Naples you are the loves man. you. <laughs> you are the man. So his picture, you are the man. His I'm on pic- the show, his, bro. His pictures, his pictures literally with Jeremy Vivian. So like this guy, Dang. you know, but you know, he'll, he'll rip me in half and then send me a Bill Graham book and tell me to read it. You know, so, <laughs> but so these guys like this, I was like, I was a kid, you know, I was, I was 24, 25 years old. Like yeah. they don't give people like me trust with bands that are of that expensive like yeah. that just doesn't happen this right. isn't this isn't Woodstock and you know in the 60s early 70s right. like, this doesn't happen and that only happened because I didn't get messed up so you know I so they could trust me I wasn't some kid that's gonna have you at the fraternity party and get so yeah. drunk you can't find the check you know what right. I mean like right. I wasn't that kid and so from there you know I got put on Humphreys McGee's wing from, and they came and played the first major rager, which was a rain out at the, at, at, at the, at the, uh, Commons. No, 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 no. no? This was, Lady this a? was supposed to be, this was supposed to be at, uh, at, uh, the Riverwalk, Jesse Norman Amphitheater. Oh, really? And, uh, as I call the Riverwalk Amphitheater, because yes. no one knows what Jesse Norman is. Um, <laughs> even though, mad respect, Jesse, God rest your soul. So we moved into the T Center, which hadn't even opened yet, and destroyed. Alfred <laughs> 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 McGee comes to there on a sold out 2,000 person show. Holy and, moly. <laughs> I, 
I think there was like twenty six thousand dollars in damage. You know, like at the girls' bathroom. <laughs> the girls think this. Like, you think guys are nasty? So, oh, Go no. to a girls' bathroom. Oh, yeah. Tell me, like, tell me, George. Dude, they had ripped it. They had ripped a like a like reinforced steel because I knew the construction of the building. It was a reinforced steel of like six sinks that were put together. I don't know if they had like twenty people jumped on it together and ripped it off the wall, but it was like water damage, other stuff. Anyway, the Marriott was super cool. Besides, <laughs> That's good. Good. That's Besides, surprising, by well, the way. Because I, had to, <laughs> I basically had to write him a check with the profits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, but anyway, so we, that's we, that's we, we were able to pull it off. And so from that point on, it was like, you know, I think the regeneration of what Brian and that, that age gap, because Augusta, for a good solid almost two decades, at least a decade and a half, didn't have that. You know, mm-hmm. Brian, my partner at Southbound and partner Friends of Benefits, you know, he owned the Red Lion Pub and you had String Cheese play there. You had Bruce Hornsey play there. You, you had, had a lot of truck. people play there. You had a lot of people play there. And so he was a mentor to me. And uh, if we want to get into how I started Southbound. For, yeah, for so, this, so let's, let's take do this that. to like, so, so I, I'm really curious to yeah, know how. So, so how Southbound started out of I'm, the middle I'm, of nowhere. Well, it, it came. It obviously came from a destroyed female bathroom. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's where so that's where then, you were like, we need to do so barbecue. Then, exactly. So you know. So after then, it wasn't till. Is after that why then, the southbound bathrooms are so dude, simple? Exactly. There's only, there's only like one of them in each. There's, there's only one bathroom in each stall. But uh, so yeah. So basically, so that would have been you know beginning of April. I think it was a low April month and Brian had invested in Friends of Benefits okay. at that time. Do you want to say Brian's name? Brittingham. Brian Brittingham. Okay. Brittingham. Okay. Uh, Thank you. And, uh, you know, at that time, he, uh, that would have been the beginning of April. I think it was, a you know, like a third or fourth. It wasn't the middle of the month. So I played in this golf tournament with my dad. At the time, we were looking at buying a venue in town. I was still in Charleston working for East Coast Entertainment. I had been gone from and so the, you, you haven't even while. mentioned that. So what yeah, did yeah, you yeah. do? What do you do for East Coast Entertainment? So I was the national talent buyer for them. Okay, and also did a bunch of wedding stuff for them. So that probably connected you with a lot of people. It uh, it connected me with a lot of people. It connected me with a good man, Steve Harry, that was from here. Um, okay, but what it did was got me to have clients spend enough money to where these agents love me. Right, gotcha. And, that know, makes sense. When you have a fraternity booking a band that's a worth twenty thousand, then you just got them fifty. <laughs> they love you. Yeah, there you <laughs> so, go. You know, All so right. yes, did East Coast Entertainment help me? Yes, are they a great okay. company? They're great. So um, you came, you came out of Charleston working with them. Yeah, so I, w- I left Augusta. We started Friends of Benefits, and this, uh, and I saw this opportunity um, after that major rager we did with Humphreys um, later. That that Friday night I was in town before I went to see Umphreys on that Saturday night, I ran into Steve Airy, one of the owners of East Coast Entertainment, mm-hmm. um, at a member's um, master's party, and okay. he knew he knew my father, and said, "Hey, why don't you come work for me in Charleston?" I was like, "Man, I you know." And I so this like, is I like twenty like twelve. Yeah. 20 okay. Okay. And gotcha. so I said, "This is you know." I was like, "Look, I just started this that," and he said, "You know, I." I started here and, and, you know, let me teach you the ropes. And, you know, and he, he taught me a lot, you know, about, you know, how things work, how the industry works, et cetera. And then, you know, once again, you know, I kind of outgrew, um, 
I outgrew that that agency. Um, okay. Not not for them, but just in all the different... Like aspirationally, you wanted to do more. Well, it wasn't that. It was more that I just had too much going on okay. in my life. Um, you know, and and at the time, um, I was working with East Coast at that, um, and Brian, uh, we were going to become partners, and we were going to open a venue. We were okay. talking to Coco, and again, the... Probably 2013 or 14, I got involved with the Coco Rubio and and Steve Hall, um, who's like my also like a huge mentor to me, and and that's when Cage the Elephant, which if people don't know that Cage the Elephant played Sky City, and what year was that? I think I'm very upset right now. I think I was in I was in I had to have been in like high school because I I had to have been out of town. Talking about the craziest show that ever happened. This dude just on stage has the mic in his hand, like cordless mics that just came out. (laughs) You know they'd oversold the show by like 300 people. Sure, so you couldn't even see anything. And the only reason why there wasn't like 300 refunds is that that guy went crowd surfed from the stage through Sky City out the front door, <laughs> ran back around, and got back on stage. Oh, my goodness. Dude, my, Otherwise, there would have been like 300. And I've seen them in Atlanta. That guy's crazy. Insane. They put on a great the fact, show, The though. shows that we did there, like, in Scott City, like, that was Coco Rubio giving me a chance at that in 2013. So and you were the one booking those shows. So At that time, my, it was Steve Hall, and Steve Hall and I okay. get together. So Steve Hall, you know, Cage Elephant, et cetera. And then we started doing, like... You know, Sturgill Simpson, Jason Isbell. You know, we started doing yeah. shows with Coco Rubio and, you know, doing a lot. I remember being 17 through 20 years old uh, and I would hear all these promos and I was so pissed off at you guys for being a bar. Because I well, couldn't go to any it of the shows. Coco's. It was Coco's. Coco was no, a yeah, big, I mean, no, I, it Coco, wasn't Coco, at you. Coco was a big advocate of that, and I and I am too, like... At the time, Sky City, it wasn't a bar; it was a venue. And sure, and the but it commi- was a twenty-one and up venue. But it was a twenty-one and up venue. But same the same thing you run through with the country club. And the country right, club is right. not is the country club dance hall and saloon is not a venue. I mean, not a bar; it's a venue. And the commission has been nothing but great to me. Anything I've ever wanted to do, any 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 noise ordinance I've been able to push to midnight or even further. Okay. I won't state times, <laughs> but they're, they're for that. They're for people coming down okay. here. They know that we run a tight camp. They know that there's other promoters. Right. There is some that aren't, right. but Joe and Emily Stevenson, you know, even from the production and, and the security and everybody that are there, you know, whether that's Trey Maxwell or, or Rob Boggs, right. you know, like they trust, we have a very, tight-knit community that everyone works together, whether you're in entertainment or in the restaurant. Everybody's here to make a better Augusta and and in Charleston and in Charlotte and in Atlanta, which I've been in all those cities and done events and done things and all them. It's every man for himself. And I want to say, I said I was pissed off, but but really, like, what I was getting at is the shows back then, I feel like, were incredible. Dude, to do... Dude, Sturgill Simpson played on the night that he won Merging Artists of the Year at the CMAs, and he got on stage, and I was for sure he was going to cancel. So this would have been in 13. Yeah. He wins Merging okay. Artists of the Year at the CMAs. It's on TV. He's on stage. It's like 9 o'clock. And I'm like, even before then, I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to play this show. You know, like, he's going to go accept this award. 
Same year, Jason Isbell dropped Southeastern, so it's like Jason is ours of the year. This is emerging ours of the year. They're boys, and Sturgill's going to cancel this show. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he comes and says, literally, I'd much rather play to 400 of you than sell out and sit on TV at the CMAs. And I was like, wow, wow. that's what's up. <laughs> and this was Sky City. This was Sky City. Wow, that's incredible. And so, so like, the stuff that's done there and the yeah. stuff is... That place and the memories there, even before then at the mission, which I never went to. I never got to go to Red Lion. You know, never got, I was too right. young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like these people set these these courses and all I did, with with the exception of, uh, of a lot of people helping me. I may be the face of a lot of things, but this is not a one-man train. My favorite concert at Sky City... Is more recent than not, but it was the uh, Oh Hellos. Oh Hellos. Did you bring them in? I did not. That was, st- uh, but, uh, that w- but, but my uh, my partner, uh, Steve Hall, did. He, and- that was incredible. We're, I'm a huge fan of the Oh Hellos, and that was, I did not think, I've been to, I've been Such to a many. Great show. I, been, saw, I went and saw him at the Roxy that same week. See, there wow. you go. See, I've been, I have, been to many concerts at the at the at Sky City, and I did you not, and bastard. I did not know how the Oh Hellos would work in that situation. Yeah, well, I didn't they either. That's why it. I didn't invest in it, and I let one of my partners. Dude, <laughs> dude, they rocked it. <laughs> I wish they, I did. My wife proved me wrong. My wife proved there was it was packed house, and it was just they brought in a. Uh, they're so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so good. Okay. What year are we on? What year are we on? Uh, twenty thirteen. So twenty thirteen. Question mark. We <laughs> get we get in to start doing shows and and Coco guiding us. And yeah. we were young. I mean I was oh what am I now? Thirty four is it back? You know, you know, I was uh you know, twenty 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 eight, twenty seven. No, no, twenty six. Wow. Okay. So you know that's like, awesome. I was so close. So I you know, it was I was learning a lot and at the time I was striking gold. You know, like yeah. I could do nothing wrong. Right. And I remember doing a show and we did the Future Birds, and like Mama's Love and Funk You, and we did it at the old Richmond Academy yeah. building. Yeah. And it was, we lost our, we lost our butt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember sitting out there with another great uh, stage uh, company, and um, it, I stayed up all night with one of my partners at the time, Peter Mink, Um and just like, how did this not work out? You know, like, because we had a lot of people there, but you spent so much money mm. on production and all this stuff to build it outside and create this scene. And, um, you know, that was the real first kind of taste of it being like, it was right that and then followed right behind it. We did like another concert for Scott Peoples, raised money, and then Scott Peoples lost the sheriff race. Mm. And so it was like this double whammy of going into years of of doing nothing wrong and to being like you know this is life you know like you're gonna have your ups and downs you know but at the same time you know i i'm addicted to the chaos you know, so yeah i'm gonna keep going right you know and yeah. uh and, and i did and you know uh i don't really remember what you know 14 15 16, everything, again, started taking back off for us. Okay. You know, so, the shows we started doing, everything we did at that time, 
whether that's the comic with the flaming lips or revivalist or just everything works. So I I worked with a te- with a I'm a I'm a teacher. I worked with another guy, Jason Shepard. I'm sure you know him. Yeah. He oh, works. Jason, he's in yeah. Brian's band. Yeah, he is in Brian's band. Uh, uh, sorry, specifically the uh, Scarlet Begonias. Yeah, they just played the other night. That I know. Yeah, spaced out tour. I know. That spaced out show was great. That's it's good. A way to be safe. And and not just hide. That's good. But Jason was. I remember when the Flaming Lips came, and he was like, "Dude, the Flaming Lips are coming to Augusta, <laughs> it's Georgia." The most insane thing ever. And their and their production had to be out of the roof, man. Dude, it was crazy. And so we actually <laughs> went to Shaw at the Fillmore, maybe the week before, to talk to Wayne, like about Wayne Coyne, and you know, like he's like this new album he did with Miley Cyrus and. Yeah, and of course. Like you know, Molly's hot. You know, like, right, right, like, right, this right. is so cool. Yeah, and so, you know, we went to the Fillmore in Charlotte and hung out with him for the night. And um, what's even cooler about that is that like he asked us what we wanted. Mm, you know, what that's you want cool. Me to do that's really cool. And um, I was like, dude, I just want you. I want this to just be out there because Moon Taxi was playing, but they had a radius clause, and so they couldn't play as Moon Taxi. So they came as people of the sun and played all Rage Against the Machines. So it was retarded. I mean, it was like insane. I mean, to see, and they crushed it. Moon actually crushed it. And, um, you know, then Wayne Coyne comes out, and Wayne was just, you know, next thing I know there's a, a unicorn. He comes right. down to ball, and there's this unicorn coming through the crowd. I'm like... <laughs> What in the heck is going on? You know, but uh, he was so crazy and and fun and cool and such a down to earth guy and and uh, they have their own tattoo artist and he got a, he got a major rage like a look. traveling tattoo he, artist? traveling tattoo artist and he got a major rage with what the a lips. gig that's such he a got, rock star thing he yeah. got a major rage logo with the lips and golf ball on his that's wrist. so cool that is so cool it was like the coolest thing ever yeah. to have like a legend like that. Um, you know, really come 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 through and do that was uh it was just mad respect. Yeah. Um, so so to, it seems like events and live live stuff especially is is kind of a passion for you. It is, but there's a double edged sword, you know, as as I got into doing bigger stuff and I don't wanna so let's say fifteen, sixteen. So sixteen is when Keith Urban and stuff is going on. Right. Okay. So, you know, that's that was our first like or sorry. 14 is when we did Kid Rock. And yes. And Kid Rock was like... I think that, that those couple of years kind of put like, you guys on the map. That was on the next level. I mean, right. yeah. Dodgest doing a, an article yep. with about that. It was like, you know, really put us, me as someone being in my 20s, on the next level, which was due to my godfather, you know, Clay Borbin, who is... Um, who, you know, was involved in Six Man and Rock Book and Music with Friends, you know, so he's been heavily involved in the music industry outside of a huge entrepreneur and and a big mentor to me of just saying, you know, dude, whether he ever said it to me or not, his lifestyle is I'm going to do whatever I want to do, you know, not like in like a dick way or yeah. in a bad way, but, you know, like... <laughs> I like just, all this. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, just being like, look, he... You know, he wants to redo Enterprise Mill, not about making money, but just doing it just to do it or do this, you know, kind of Habitat for Humanity type of thing. Which yeah. the like he just does what he wants, you know, and he created this great series, 
called term uh, uh, called music with friends, which is with four hundred people, and it's like five hundred dollars a ticket, and you see every artist you can imagine from Kiss to Hall and Oates to Cheryl Crow to just you know, Darius Rucker, and you're running into you know Bill Murray. I mean, it's insane. Wow. And so like you know, um, where 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 does that happen? It's uh, it's in Charleston, Nashville, okay. Charlotte, now. But then now he started this new thing called Moon Crush, where he takes it to private country clubs, and the members pay, and you know they have a thing with it. Oof. So, you know, but he's a great entrepreneur, and you know, and regardless of whatever family money came from that, you know, he still has done and pursued a life that he wanted, selfish or not. You know, I think you know. For me and, and me as a person, you know, I think what I want in life is, you know, to be remembered. So that's what I do is try to do stuff that instead of just going and when I first got out of uh, and came into Augusta, I was doing insurance and said, what is that going to be for me? Like, I want to do something that will make an impact where, you know, somebody when I'm dead and gone said, hey, look, you know, he did this guy started this, this guy right. did this. And that was, you know, I'm going to circle back in to Brian, but, you know, Brian did that. You know, Brian was that, and there was a long time that didn't happen. And so, you know, I'm going to go into Southbound now, which I just jumped all over the place. Perfect, but, do it. So Southbound, you know, Brian, um, I think we were looking at Scout City, a couple other places to make a venue. I was moving home from Charleston just because I'd seen everything done in Charleston. Mm-hmm. And I'd been a part of events. I had friends that own clubs, restaurants, venues, et cetera, and love Charleston, always have, always will. And, um, you know, but everything been done there. So it was kind of like you can be a big fish in a small pond or you can be the pond. Mm. Okay. You okay, know. there you go. Don't go anywhere because when we get back, George Clausen is going to talk to us about how he drops the diss. You know, Chris, we are all about local business on Drop the Diss, and we're you know, our partners are the Little Guide. We have Savannah River Brewery. You know, Nancy Powell is a downtown Augusta broker. And this next partnership that you guys probably know very well at the clubhouse is this beautiful mix of bringing local culture to a better place from a worldwide perspective, but also respecting the city of Augusta. And, and, you know, Eric Parker and Grace Bellagia, the, the owner and, and executive directors of the clubhouse, they came on our show and they talked about how they experienced all these places in the world. They've been to Silicon Valley. They've lived in California. They've run these huge businesses. And they come back to Augusta and they say, this is a beautiful city and we're going to build it up just like Silicon Valley. And if you, if you listen to the Hardy Davis episode, you'll hear Hardy Davis say something very insightful, which is that, Augusta is one of the big players in the world to become the next cyber center internationally. He used the word bl- the black horse. He did. The dark horse. The dark horse. He did. And and I think a large reason for that is because of the clubhouse. Absolutely. We love our partnership with them. If you're looking to network, if you're looking to grow your business, check them out. The clubhouse.se. <laughs> The clubhouse, put the period before the S-E. It doesn't make any sense when you say it, but when you type it, you're going to be like, oh, that's so easy. Right. Or just Google the clubhouse, (laughs) Augusta, Georgia, downtown Augusta, and you'll find something as well. Chris, thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you know, it's interesting when Southbound first opened up, 
Um, we have a clue. <laughs> I remember though, I was in I was in college. I was in college, and uh, I know a guy named Jerry Reynolds, who who you may know. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry took me to Southbound like the week y'all opened because I was I was in housing for my fraternity. And, and talk he, about a mad entrepreneur. Respect. Oh, he's insane. Yeah. He's insane, dude. Yeah. He he's crazy. Yeah. In in a good way, but he's insane. Um, try, and and try he lambda. and he took me to freaking. He took me to Southbound, and he said this is going to be the next big restaurant in Augusta. And I was sitting in the, in crumbs because crumbs had just closed basically. Yeah, right. Yep. And you guys had taken yep. that spot. And I, I was like, to tell you how that happened. I was like, this place <laughs> that always closes down is going to be the next big thing. And he was like, Oh yes, this, these guys are geniuses. They have opened the perfect restaurant. And I got to say, I didn't believe him. And you've proven me and, and I'm sure tons of other people on the Hill wrong dude, about that. Not, dude. And we learned the hard way and we still do. And we're not perfect. And, and, and we have our faults and we learn and we've learned so much in the five years that that's been open. So, so and where did that come from? So, so Okay, so basically, so what happened yeah. is, is this. So we do the major rage, et cetera. Brian had got into Friends of Benefits second year as Umphreys. You know, we had done the birdies and bogeys, which we went to Moon Taxi, and then major rage turned to Umphreys. Brian gets involved at that point and says, look, let's buy a venue in Augusta. I'm like, okay, I want to move home. I was dating my wife, Hannah, at the time and was in Charleston and, you know, living two lives, not, you know, like, not like that, but just, right, you know, I had, right, like, right, I had, Augusta life, exactly, Charleston life, you know, and it was driving home every other weekend, you know, and Charleston's not real, you know, even though my family's had a place there my whole life, I know that, like, I've been arrested there many times, you know, but, yeah. you know, it was like, huh. you know, I know Charleston's not real, it's, uh, it's a great place to visit, but to live there for a person like me, is not good. Right. So, you know, it was like, look, let's go home and let's just try to help Augusta get to this level that's inevitably going to happen because I saw it from a distance. Mm-hmm. I saw Augusta growing. I saw that happening. I saw Indian Queen opening. I saw the shift. Yeah. Downtown wasn't there yet. But so I kind of saw yeah. things happening. I think Soleil was kind of the first thing to happen downtown where people were like, Soleil something was is the happening. first thing to happen. Yeah. And the guy that was involved as an owner then, Mike, was, was a G. And the guys that still own it are still great. But Mike got that thing off the ground. Um, you know, and I was doing a lot of booking in Clemson, et cetera. So I was already familiar with those guys because okay. right. I was booking their clubs. Yeah. Um, same same group. And that weird how everything just comes in. Hey, small, so when, small, so, so small Mike, circle. Small So world, like when man. Mike moved here and stuff like that, like I knew that restaurant group because I used to book for them for East Coast. Um, but, you know, so basically it did the Masters, the Umphreys, everything was a success besides the damage bill. Um, but, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, at the end of that month, it's always a jamboree. I play with my dad, and my dad's big about me not being on my phone. But I'm, like, in the top 1% of Verizon phone users. <laughs> the fact that I've not looked at my phone in, like, the last 30 minutes. He hasn't. Anybody that's listening to this podcast will call bullshit, but <laughs> I swear, <laughs> BS, BS. Sorry. But, that, but I swear to God, I haven't. Um, you know, meanwhile, I have, like, four thousand text messages oh right um so they um so brian says uh you know dad and i pl- played of course i played bad but uh, i never played well with my dad 
Yeah, I did one. Who yeah, does? Too much pressure. No, exactly. Hey, you need to do this shot. Yeah. Hey, Dad, leave me alone. I don't want to play ball. <laughs> I think so, you need to square your shoulders a little more. Exactly. Yeah. I think you need to really get under that one. I would play a pitching match. You sure you want to use that club? <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to leave me alone or I'll walk off the golf course? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which just happened. Uh, so, just kidding. Love you, Dad. So, uh, <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> uh, so basically from there, <laughs> I didn't have my phone in like a couple of days. Or hadn't checked it or something. And um, started playing this jamboree, father, son, whatever. And Brian says, come down to Crumps on Central. And I'm like, for what? You know, Crumb Run's our boy, especially Brian. Like, you know, they all grew up together. And I go down there, and he's ripped out this bar, like, completely. And he's like, dude, we're about to open a restaurant. And I'm like, yeah, I thought we were buying a venue. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so the funny thing is... <clears throat> about about barbecue restaurants and Brian's involvement is that Home Team Barbecue, who's probably the most recognized barbecue in this country, um, was involved in Brian's fraternity um, within recent years of them. Uh, Tony Mackey, who's from Augusta, is one of the owners of Home Team Barbecue, who's in Charleston, Columbia, Aspen, three locations in Charleston alone. And then you have... Uh, then you have Fox Brothers in Atlanta, which everybody's familiar with. That's Bull Nolan. All these guys were chi fis with Brian Del Sol, uh, Southern Soul. Are they all and, dead fans? Yeah. So everything's of like. Of course. So, so basically, and how, and how Southbound came about was the name, was that my father was big on sending me. I'd go to camp. I was a bad kid, obviously. Um, <laughs> and so I'd go to camp and stuff all the time. My dad sent me with a bunch of CDs. And he sent me a Brothers and Sisters album of Arm Brothers. He sent me Pink Floyd Echoes, Jimmy <laughs> Hendrix Experience, randomly Cat Stevens. So there was so <laughs> much randomly going Cat, on in random, your brain. It's like eight years old. And, Cat <laughs> Stevens, and, and I'm in a cabin where we listen to this every day for like 40 days. Yeah. And then Cat so your Stevens, brain is exploding then, with like then, 700 different genres. Yeah, but genres. then on top of that, then he sent me this random Alabama greatest hits. <laughs> How do you go Alabama, Cat Stevens, Jimmy Hendrix, Pink Floyd, Arm Brothers? I don't know, but somehow it <laughs> <laughs> it, it warped my mind. So, uh, you know, so, you know, the name of that, you know, Brian, I was like, I'm down, you know, like we can figure this out. We know enough people, you know, a lot of recipes were shared. Home team was, is been great to us. They're close friends of Brian, close friends with, with me. And they've helped us really, cause we were going to franchise with them. And they said, why, you know, like, we'll tell you what we know. And and, and wow. we learn wow. and we and we and we do stuff a little different and 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 they're they're light years ahead of us. You know, we're five years in, they're fifteen years in. You know, right. and we still there's still a lot of things we have to work on. There's still a lot of things we have to do and, and we've kinda learned that, you know, I my music career came before everything. Came before my friends, came before my wife, came before my restaurants, came before my bars. That's what I wanted. And I had to make a decision. You know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but it was just like I I did a three-day festival back in November, and that was the last thing I wanted to accomplish, you know. But what I sacrificed was never worth what I ever gained or lost in the music career. Um, And that's what I say, like, when people think, oh, it's so cool, you got to hang out with Louis Vert, you got to... 
me, you know, Bob Weir or Jim James, whoever, widespread panic, you know, played my 30th birthday here at the James Brown Arena, you know, like, but what does that mean when you sacrifice everything? Mm. Nothing. Yeah. So, you know, and I think this COVID and whatnot, it makes you re, it, it makes you, and I did this even before then, but this just reiterated to me, you know, what my priorities are in life. Right. And, you know, to say, look, I'm taking a step back from not saying I'm not going to do shows, but the shows I will be doing will be at the amphitheater outside at Southbound 2, you know, and, you know, in the festivals, you know, I just, it takes a lot of work, you know. We just opened Southbound 2, and I took off for four months to go work on a festival that was what I wanted to do in Charleston, you know, and it was in November in the middle of opening a restaurant because that's what I wanted, you know, and left my partner hanging. That's not cool, you know. But, you know, you go through life and, you know, things that, you know, you think are important to you at the time because I'm naturally a selfish person, you know, it, you get checked and it's like, you know, uh, what's it all, what's it all worth? I say I don't love the music industry, not saying that I'm going to officially ever stop, but, you know, as, as you get older, your priorities not only change because they need to, they change because they have to. Yeah. They have to. Okay. So, so you have Southbound. Yep. Southbound, the the it, the it was, inaugural Southbound yeah, it was on Central Avenue. It yeah. was incepted with Brian. It was incepted with Brian and Home yeah. Team Barbecue and Home Team Barbecue indirectly. Indirectly, you know, like, okay. Yeah, like they and, didn't sit there like hand us recipes, but okay. you know we right. There was a couple of things that I knew how to do, and a couple of things Brian, Brian and I are not chefs, um, and so but there was a couple of things we knew what to do how to do, buy the right equipment, et cetera. But right. we'd never been in the restaurant industry. So for like the first two years, it right. was a freaking mess. <laughs> you know, By the way, you know, terrible not, industry yeah, no, overall. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure South, Southbound is a great restaurant, dude, but a terrible but industry. Dude, it's, just, it's like being the principal of middle school. You know, <laughs> now, like, however, y'all's, y'all's wine slushies are a hit for my wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do. and and Those and are the things, kinds of business moves. That's why they're, they're still Yeah, is, I believe. You know, and I think, yeah, the frozen are great, um, yeah. but you know, and they're they're and, in a white styrofoam cup. And they're white styrofoam cup. Love it. We brand. also get our Moscow mules from my favorite restaurant in Charleston, Ribbit, one of my buddy spots. That they drive them down, fresh Holy squeeze, crap. and then what? we pour alcohol in them. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, there's just little things you do like that. But yeah, when you're when you're so spread out, and as I was, you know, I guess we'll get that in a second. But I was just spread thin. Um, but so Brian and I opened up. Not knowing what to do, my brother had come along, Katie Guerin, who was running Sheehan's at the time, okay. came in, and and then you learned at that time that, you know, that Augusta as a restaurant community is willing to help everybody, and yeah. they knew we didn't know what we were doing, yeah, and you know, you're John Beck, you're Sean White, you're Sean Ledford, you're yep. Robert from Ruse, you know, everybody helped us whenever they could, and and. We were taking such volume that, like, no one could handle the volume. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were, yeah. like, an hour and a half ticket times, like, on it's, average. It's interesting you know? that you say that because, you know, we've been doing this podcast for about a year now, and the overwhelming theme is Augusta helps Augusta out. Right. They do, and no other city does that, bro. And that's a lot coming from you. They don't. Seriously. And I've been in every other city. Yeah, and that's huge. <laughs> they and do. I mean, yeah, you have your you have your boys, but like at the end of the day, right, they're right. going to get theirs. Like exactly. if I need ice or if I run out of, 
you know, two ounce ramekins or I need this or that. Like I can pick up the phone and call Shamai. I can pick up the phone. That's and that's call, huge. You know, anybody, you know, if that's Eric Kenlock, whoever, if I had to, anybody, and they're there for you. That's really cool. And that doesn't happen, you know, and yeah. that shows a lot for Augusta because we know what it can be. And look what's happened in the last two years. I right. mean, downtown to get the college crowd down here, like kind of. It took know, a lot, by the way. It took a lot. I like, was that college crowd, and, and well, you know, I will say we did not going, want to go like downtown. Indian, Indian Queen and Southbound were rocking, and then, yeah. you know, which all, you know, which caused Surrey Tavern's, you know, three year decade to end. And Maddie, like, Huge to us, huge, yeah. huge, you know, great friend. We took Mickey, his bartender, who was still our number one bartender, was the first guy that ever served me a drink. You know, you see these guys that do that, and, um, you know, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's it just the torch goes on, and, right. you know, and Maddie was getting older, et cetera, and, you know, it kind of came to us. And, and then, you know, we... We're super aggressive, and again, we were back on our hot streak, and you know we're gonna buy uh, Sky City, and and did, and put a big renovation in it, and you know we grabbed two of um, people that had been involved with a lot of things with me before, with uh, Tommy Wofford um, at Mill Viewer, and and um, and Andrew as well, and uh, you know got them involved and. Etc. But at the time, we were building Southbound Music Hall. Mm. So, like, which ended up going to planning and zoning and all this, you know, ended up being, we worked right. on that in 2017. Right. And didn't open it till 2019, Master's Week. So just a lot of uh, restrictions were, were there because of it being and, zoned. And, and for the listeners at home, you're talking about the, uh, Wilson the building the next Venue door to Southbound. 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 So it was going to be a musical, and then you know after, you know zoning, it was residential. This, even though we soundproofed the place, spent the Ubers of money, and and an investor, a partner, you know, it went over and about to make sure this was right. was was done right. Um, so we decided to kind of get out, to, you know, majority and switch out our our Brian and I were majority owners and then switching to minority and and then less 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 um but of garden city which at the time i didn't think augusta was ready for it because a buddy of mine owned quid park social and in charlotte and it was like dude this is so aggressive i don't think that's gonna happen but the, you were wrong completely wrong <laughs> so wrong dude, so wrong isn't that the best thing when yes. you're so wrong about something i dude, think augusta was hungry for something it was like but it was so modern that like i didn't think that you know like I, who would give up a majority ownership of something like i would have bet you it wouldn't and like kudos to them yeah and and you know and, and now they're out of it and now it's nets is and and Brandon's who deserve it. They made right. that place, and uh, and they've created a, a great product. And I love those boys and and what they've started and the scene and Soleil. Like yeah, they and and I think like without down, you dude. guys uh, and, and Garden yeah, we City, were, I don't think the scene would have worked because no. I think you have to have that kind of 
you do. multiple steps. There has to be, a, and there has to be a balance. And right. There has to, and and you know, and it, it was Augusta was ready, and and Scott City was not ready for that. You had, no, right. You, you had Barrel House, which was the country club that opened at the same time that we opened, right? And the Miller, man. So you're talking, you're talking. By the way, were you booking all those rap shows? You know what I'm talking about the the Ludacris and the the Lil not Lil Wayne, maybe Lil John. Lil John. I was at all of those. By the way. Was I was fun. at every single one of yin those. Yin-yang. 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 I was yeah. at both Yin-yang did, Twins yeah, concerts. The, the last Yin-yang we just did. Oh, my <laughs> They're gosh. They're always so fun. Yeah. For like 10 years, even like college and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were like, I'm like, these guys are just the most fun. You um, know what yeah. we haven't gotten into? What? How'd y'all get a spot in the stadium? Oh, my gosh. For the Green Jack. I mean, that's a spot. So right. We got, so like, so earlier on, like, so Southbound had been successful. Chris Shane, who's a master developer, you know, that is... His he owns the Georgia Theater. Wow. He owns Cost Capital Theater. He owns the Roxy. You know, was involved in multiple different minor league baseball teams. You know, like super mentor. This guy's a G, like straight frat dad, like Ferris Bueller if he grew up. Builds builds like the W in, in Atlanta, like in Midtown. Like that's you wow. know, next level stuff. So, you know, um we were um, tight with Freddie Bench from Sweetwater. And so our, they own Sweetwater and Freddie's wild and crazy. And, uh, one of Brian's boys and, and one of my boys. And, you know, that was kind of our end. It was like, they were going to probably go to some chilies or something. Yeah. And instead we brought in like, Hey, look, we got Sweetwater. And I think they had kind of already had a relationship anyway, but we were able to, it was going to be a brewery eventually. Okay. It was supposed to be. Wow. wow. But it, you had to pay some brewmaster and there's no way we could sell yep. enough alcohol to ever make sense. So we, you know, decided to have a second floor, which is what we're working on now, which you'll see in September of our new concept up there. Does it have anything to do with what I attended back in February yeah. or January, the oyster bar, the oyster party? Maybe. No, 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 we're not, no, we're not doing like, like, was so there, uh, will so be, there will be some tapas craft raw bar that is coming soon. Okay, so okay, I love it. if you want to know why the upstairs of Southbound has been closed for six months, <laughs> that's what is going on. And I won't tell you the name or anything else, but yes, there is a new concept that we're excited about that is coming up there. Um, and there's more details to come on that for sure. It's okay, gonna be great, we're excited, but the building's great. And, and did I you hear know, you say that you'll break that news on our show? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> did did you also say Brian? You Brian brought the duct tape me to shut me up. Put him in the other chair. Yeah, there you go. I've got a question real quick about the Southbound yeah. and uh, some things they've done. We were just talking about Sweetwater and how they partnered, how y'all kind of partnered up or whatnot. Um, David and I went to Southbound One off mm-hmm. Central one day, and uh, we noticed y'all had a beer on tap, mm-hmm. and it was the Green Jacket the Ale. Green Jacket Ale. The Gusta National. After a long debate, um, agreed that as long as as long as um, Sweetwater did not make it a national beer, interesting that they would let it sell it at the stadium or at Southbounds. That's really cool. It is very cool. And you it guys is. have you guys have two from Sweetwater now, right? Yeah, at Southbound Lager. So yeah. yeah, I mean. It's cool to have that one's that honestly super even better. Cool. Freddie Bench is the man. Now, but with the, having it the South, because it's only sold out the store at the restaurant, it's okay. Yeah. It's only on a, draft because yeah. there's a Southbound Brewery in Savannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a and those those are at 
coincidentally, those are good friends of ours, too. That's great. Obviously, um, y'all have Southbound cans. Yeah, they're cool. They're, they're, uh, they're love so it. You, you know, you see the stuff, and, like, I'm not big into this, like, oh, fraternity and college stuff, but, like, you know, a lot of these kids branched out from taking the normal, I'm going to go take the insurance and bank a job or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've seen a lot of people, especially the SEC schools, um, <clears throat> take the initiative and, and, and have, have been really big entrepreneurs in, in the barbecue industry and also the brewery industry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a couple uh, uh, alumni of my fraternity that have a brewery in uh, in Statesboro. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Like, it's cool to see. It's cool to see. It. I was just curious if y'all ever had any flack, but now y'all have a relationship. Yeah, that's no, awesome. That's cool. really cool. Like you know, after like any time I've mentioned them in an interview or online or anything, I've you know, I've catching my heat. But that's really know. cool. So. Okay. I guess let's put a nice bow on this. So yeah. we've kind of taken this, this thing up. We've taken <laughs> this from Augusta Christian to ARC. Augusta. Uh, we've 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 camps, started we, camps with we've done Pink camps Floyd. with all kinds yeah, of artists. Yeah, Floyd. Thanks to uh, we've we've been to Charleston. We've come yeah. back, uh, and and now you're the owner of uh, two southbound or part owner of two southbound restaurants. You've yeah. helped start Garden City. No, uh, no, no. I started southbound and and was and. Involved in a, a very small degree, yes. Invo- yes okay, yeah. just involved. Involved, yes. Well, I mean, uh, owner, but didn't have nothing <laughs> to do with it. I didn't, I, that was Tommy Walford's okay. and, and Andrew's concept completely. Okay. Believe me, I did not you know, think. Okay. And, and so you had friends, you've had friends with benefits, and you still have yeah. friends with benefits. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to cu- toss this to Chris to put a bow on it real quick. And before I do that, I'm just going to ask you... Uh, you know, we've got the tapas bar conversation that we can't mm-hmm. take any further. What's what's next for you? I think that'll be it, man. Like I was kind of mentioned earlier on, like, you know, I'm at a point to where, you know, I think that I'm 34. I just turned 34 and, you know, not like, you know, a couple months ago. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, happy belated <laughs> birthday, right? Happy, yeah, 419, but yeah. <laughs> mine was last week, so I'll, I'll wait for well, mine. Happy, happy blood to you. Thank you. Was, uh, <laughs> you know, I think a lot was just really remembering, as I touched on before, about, you know, after I'd done the festival in Charleston, the three-day festival in Charleston, you know, that was kind of my last bucket list of doing any, you know, of, of my selfish life goals. So you're kind um, of turning away from events going forward. I wouldn't say that. I'm just, I'm not going to go do the ballsy Zach Brown Midland million dollar show. You gotcha. Know I mean? You know, like, if something makes sense, yeah, I'm going to do it. Right. You know, but I'm not, it came about, not about what was smart. It was what I wanted to do. And it took me a lot to realize that. Mm. And then also it took me a lot that, you know, I, I had a partner that put, put in a majority of the work for basically Southbound's existence while I was running around the country doing shows from St. Louis to God knows where just because this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, I owned other places but was not the partner I needed to be. And something I figured out... Coincidentally, a couple months before the pandemic. And then the pandemic came along and just reassured me of 
the life that is a young man's game, and I'm not that I'm not that kid anymore. And I saw it in Coco Rubio's eyes when I got Scott City. When you see it, and it's like, right. look when Maya goes off to college, and you know, and he was a lot older than me. But it was when I his thing was when I turned fifty, I'm out. Mm. And um, I heard him. I heard him say that for like eight years. And yeah. we talked to Coco, and, and you could kind of feel that he's family he based. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Um, and he said, "When well, Maya goes off to school," and so you know, for me, it was, you know, a, my partner saying, "Look, you know, you're either gonna sell off your equity, or you're gonna be this." And I had a wife that said, "Look, you're either gonna be, you know." you're going to be my husband or you're going to be alone. And then mm-hmm. it finally hit, you know, and I think anyone does that in their life. They're like, yeah. you know, this is a point where like, look, man, like I need to grow up, you know, like I know it's fun and I'm out four nights a week till three or four in the morning, but I don't have to be like, right. I can come home yeah. at 10, but you know, you know <laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah. when the restaurant, it's a mental hurdle. Now, it is, and it's a, it's a big thing because that's what I've been used to right. for a decade. Of it's just a rush being, of just being <clears throat> in this nightlife and staying up late and waking up early. You know, I only sleep like four hours a night anyway. You know, but like you know, I just I'm constantly on this go. I'm constantly, you know, the indirectly kind of the center of attention of stuff, and I don't have to be. You know, right? I've done everything I've wanted to do, and now I I want to step back and and spend some time on stuff that matters and I hate to say that but because I've heard this from so many different promoters and so many different business owners and so many this and I think I'm probably a lot younger but I'm really like 70 in like two years (laughs) my body's been there enough years but it just kind of you know I think you kind of recognize that like look you know what's it worth you know it's not worth giving up what actually matters to do something that doesn't matter, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, so, right? You know, put a bow on that. Well, I'm about <laughs> okay. to finish up that bow. Okay, so you've been in West Georgia, grew up here. Mm-hmm. You went to Charleston, mm-hmm. lived in Charleston, did the whole thing there. Mm-hmm. You saw that Charleston has already been where it is. You wanted to come to Augusta and make it possibly the same, or you saw that Augusta had that potential. Has it still? Oh yeah. Um. So a guy comes down, maybe a friend of yours, or maybe someone you're not so sure about comes into your restaurant southbound or anywhere you want and says, you know what, Augusta doesn't really have, have what it takes. It, it, and they just kind of, you know, they diss Augusta. What, what would your response be to them? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I think that they need to, there's, it's without a doubt that you can go back and reverse two years and see what's happened from Evans to downtown. It's just, and even in the entire CSRA in, in North Augusta, I mean, there's indisputable evidence of what's happening from factories being built to cyber centers to downtown growing. You know, you got tax there down here. You got, you know, things are coming. Then you have Riverside Village and baseball stadiums, and you have Evans and their continual growth. You know, like, it's the proof is in the pudding. You know, they yeah. can doubt it all they want, but just if, you know, ask somebody. You know, it, it really has. And it, it's hard to see. It's hard to see until you take a step back and you say, where were we two years ago? 
There was no Soleil. There was no Garden City. There was no scene. There was no Riverside Village. There was, it, you know, it just, it didn't, it didn't exist. And to see where it'll be two to five years from now, you better go buy some property near downtown. <laughs> right. I love that. Right. 100%. <laughs> hey, guess what? If you want to guarantee, don't trust the stock market, buy a building downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George, for being here. Thank, Thank, Thank you so you. much, man. And, and we look forward to, you know, having you back for Dude, the big for sure. announcement. Dude, yes. seriously, we'd love to come and talk yeah. about it. We'd That's awesome. We'd love to have you. It'll be here soon. Awesome. All right. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to the Drop the Disc podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Definitely tune in next week as we talk to Rob Smith from Le Chat Noir. If you like the show, please follow us on Instagram at Drop the Disc Pod. If you have any questions or comments about the show, if you'd like to be on the show, please contact us on social media or dropthedispod at gmail.com. And make sure you leave us a rating or review or just tell a friend. Remember, we're all in this together. Signing off from Augusta Podcast Studio. Thank you for listening.